1: It's super duper fun when you're working on LinkedIn and you're getting to know new people. And Kirk Lowe, who all of you know is not only the co-host of this but my business partner, always meets the most interesting people and we have one of them today. Bobby Hennebury is our guest. Now, I'm not even going to talk to you about who he is from a like kind of a resume standpoint because that's the fun part about Bobby is he's so many things while maintaining who he is at the same time, and we wanted to bring him on the podcast today because there's some very practical applications to some things that have happened in Bobby's life to not only you as an entrepreneur, but you as a person who works with people who are going through life changes and an opportunity for you to look at somebody and say, wow, if if Bobby could do this, maybe that's something I can do too. So Bobby, welcome to the show.
2: Well, it's good to be here, Matt. Thank you very much for that kind and generous introduction.
1: Well, you're you're very welcome. I have been known to uh, have the kind <laughs> and generous introductions that in Kirk pokes me in the eye about that every once in a while. But let's talk about you. I want to know. I want to know your history. I ask everybody that same question. You know, to kind of let's let's dial the time. You know, the the clock back a little bit. Tell me about how you've gotten to where you are now.
2: Yeah, no, that's a great question. And there's so much history for each of us from you know. Being in the middle of three boys growing up in a good middle-class family in Atlanta. My dad worked at Delta as a mechanic and all the way up to management. My mom was an entrepreneur as a designer and he had a really wonderful upbringing. And then I went to Georgia tech as an engineer, thought, you know, I would work in that space, but I didn't want to stress test a bolt for the rest of my life, which mm. is an important job. But I had an opportunity to work in an investment firm called Seabridge investment advisors under a guy named Garnet key. And that changed my life. Uh, he was a guest lecturer in one of my courses and he said, hey, I'll teach you about investments if you learn. He was the retired vice chair and chief investment officer of Prudential. And so I got a really high quality mentor and a wonderful human being that I worked with for 11 years. And so I learned a lot about investments. I got the CFA charter. I learned what it was like to become a partner in a firm and deal with all the personalities, debates about where the business should go. Garnett retired and I had a question before me on, do I stay doing this? And I wasn't as happy about the transition and the business strategy going forward, or do I do something new? And I decided to take a bet and I left the job, I left income and I decided to bet on me and it was the smartest thing I ever did. So I joined a business network called the Society of International Business Fellows and they run leadership academy networks in the Middle East, Central Asia and Southeast Asia. And I started traveling in those networks, meeting people, understanding the hearts of people all around the world across cultures. I started facilitating and that's where I learned to ask questions and listen more in a space to really listen people into existence. And as I was doing that and building just wonderful relationships, along the way, I'd gotten into mining cryptocurrencies in 2016, it took off, and then I started being asked to speak you know, in Kyrgyzstan at AmCham or Jordan at an EO chapter or, or in Montreal. And so I've kind of happened in the the speaking business. It was accidental. And I just followed that demand Right while I was being an entrepreneur and building relationships. And I'd also had a passion for music from the time I was a kid, and i bring a travel guitar with me all around the world. And I decided to start playing with social media. I built a YouTube channel called Chord Savvy two years ago, just past a thousand subscribers. You know, I'm trying to get to the point where you can participate in ad revenue, but that's been a really cool passion project and an entrepreneur play for me, understanding how uh, digital tribes are built around the world. You know, so I, I just pursued interests, right? And rather than saying no and staying in my comfort zone, I just decided to do different things. And along the way, I put a guy in business in a long-only investment fund, single strategy, 10 stocks, so like a private equity mentality to listed equities, and that's DM Capital. And basically, I'm, I'm a partner in that fund, and I basically have the capacity to go speak at CFA Societies, financial planning groups on either blockchain and uh, cryptocurrencies, or now I'm speaking about reinventing yourself in the digital age. So how did a guy go from a secure investment job... <laughs> traveling around the world and doing all this stuff and owning the fact that I do multiple things, right? I don't want to be a single thing and it's okay to do different things in this life.
1: And that's where I'm at now. And I'm, making more happiness in a meaningful way around the world. So how do you manage all of this, Bobby? I mean, that, that to me is part of the fascinating thing. As we're warming up for the podcast today, you're you're in a hotel room in, in Austin, and you've got this huge smile on your face, and, and you yep. know, you're just a really busy guy. How do you maintain a good balance, or what have you had to give up in order to have this sort of life?
2: If anybody wants a good book to change their life, Og Mandino, O.G. Mandino, The Greatest Salesman in the World, Mm -hmm. is fabulous. It's 111 pages. It takes 300 days to read. He was big in the 60s. He was kind of Tony Robbins before Tony Robbins was Tony Robbins. And um, I read that book, and uh, there was one week where I watched Jaws 2 twice. And I said, what am I doing with my life? (laughs) And this book has these lessons, these scrolls you read to really reinvent yourself and build new habits. And the first scroll says, you know, I will divorce myself from bad habits and marry good habits and become their slave. And I would do this through reading the book, you know, three times a day over the next 30 days. And there are 10 scrolls and, you know, 10 times 30, you know, get you out to 300. Mm -hmm. So anyway, I just, I canceled my cable subscription. I, when I came home, I started practicing guitar more. I started staying up late after networking events and just doing another 30 minutes or an hour of work, you know, and just doing one more sale, one more message. And as I changed my behavior on a daily basis, my habits changed. And I realized I didn't have to watch cable TV. And I didn't have to watch movies all the time. And when I came home, even though I was tired, if I pushed myself, I could accomplish more. (laughs) And so the other thing is I'm with a group of people. We do these kind of accountability experiences two weeks to a few months long and when you build kind of an accountability group, a mastermind group, and there's all sorts of things, if you get in that and you're w- with 10 people or five people that are pushing themselves, you can't help but push yourself. So you can always achieve more than you think. You just have to say yes instead of no.
1: So let's talk about saying yes. You In, in 2016, you said that you started mining cryptocurrency. Was that just like a wild hair or what about that? Did that uh, appeal to you?
2: Well, I'd, I'd been following Bitcoin for years and a brilliant friend of mine, a guy named Ben Lorber, he was very early in this space and we'd always debate monetary policy at Christmas holiday parties. You know, so I'd followed it and then I was at a conference and came in uh, with this network and they had a speaker on blockchain and I looked around the room. This is in you know, October 2016. I was
1: like, Man, look at all these
2: people paying attention to this and I've been poo-pooing it. I need to invest. And so it was, do I go long a currency or do I mine or other? And so I called my friend Ben and we kind of went through it. I did a whole day of studying and digging into the ecosystem and I decided to buy one mining rig. You know, it's not much and you have, you have to build the computer. And then, you know, I did it. And then it it was mining Ethereum, which is the second largest cryptocurrency and it took off and then I built a few more rigs out and then I had a little mining operation Hmm. and people just started inviting me into those conversations as I traveled around the world. So I just, you know, in a way it was a wild hair but it had been incubating for a while and I just finally said i want to invest in this and I'm going to control my risk through position size by just buying one mining rig and you know then I just started being invited and I did a little advisory work for some startups and then I started speaking and being hired as a speaker and so then I accidentally fell into the speaking business <laughs> you know and so I just i just started saying yes I just started following opportunities and it's amazing that we limit ourselves way too much that oh, that we, we have so much more potential in our lives
1: Yeah, I I believe that wholeheartedly and have tried to to live my life uh, at least uh, somewhat accordingly. Now, the interesting, the interestingest, which I I don't think is a a real word, but I make those up on the podcast sometimes. (laughs) Uh, The most interesting thing that I, I like about this is as we were warming up again and just kind of getting to know each other. Financial services professionals deal with people trying to figure out even how to begin to reinvent themselves when they're going into retirement. And we know that if you can position yourself as a person who can have these real conversations and help people facilitate this level of a uh, change in a person's life, then you're going to be probably the most referable person in the world. And you just kind of glossed over some of the finer points. I mean, Mandino, by the way, one of the greatest, most influential books I've ever written or read uh, outside of uh, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. I think both of those are yep. like, you know, uh, foundational books for for any sort of success. And, and then Absolute Power by Tony Robbins. Those are like really high on my list. But how, if you are going to give somebody advice, so our listeners are generally financial advisors, you know, you're, you've lived in our world. How do you help them understand How to begin a conversation to not just maybe reinvent themselves, but help their clients reinvent?
2: Yeah, that's a really good question. You know, it really comes down, I mean, it it depends on if you're like a financial planning firm or a stock picking firm. I mean, culturally, they're different, right? And stock pickers generally want to focus on stocks and investments, and then financial planners generally focus on the relationships as the lead. Well, sure. I mean, investing is, to some extent, commoditized, right? It's really hard. To invest, unless you got a a really unique value proposition, and so first off, you just have to be comfortable going out for drinks or dinner and being with your clients and not talking about business, but just asking them about what their passion is at, understand where their heart is at, what they want to do with their life, right? And if you really are comfortable building a relationship, an authentic relationship, it opens up all sorts of possibilities with them, and that gets more into the behavioral finance, right? Because I still don't know why people choose to put money with me or in some moments, I know why they take it away if you're lagging or a lack of service or who knows what. But you really have to build that relationship because that's, in a way, it's a monopoly, right? Because nobody can recreate the unique experience you have with those people. And as you build a relationship and you show up in an authentic way yourself, not just your role, but who you are in your heart and what your personal interests are and other things, it lets the client be more comfortable opening up with you about whatever their needs are. And that helps you to design solutions for them that matter. It also helps you see opportunities where your your product offering is limited. And if you're not broadening your service offering and if you're not experimenting and playing, I think you're accelerating your irrelevance going forward. Because it's such a competitive world, especially with digital connectivity and social media and other ways of people servicing clients and relationships.
1: Yeah, decommoditizing the relationship. We just had a guy named Mitch Anthony on, and he's got a coaching program, the gentleman named Steve Sandusky. It's called Return on Life, and and they're actively working to help financial planners find ways to decommoditize and truly have the conversation be about life, not just investments, because there's very little that we can do to control the markets. I mean, you might have that power now where you are in your life to control the the S&P, but we haven't personally quite figured that out. Now, let's talk about some life lessons here. And that was great advice. Thank you very much. You know, not talking about uh, the markets or business or anything and just really, truly being curious and wanting to know the answers to what are your passions and please tell me about yourself really just changes not just your life, but, but also your business and your conversations with people. But let's talk about the fun people that you've had a chance to meet all over the world. I mean, you're traveling freaking everywhere. What are some of the things that you have learned from some of these people that you would love to be able to just kind of pass on as words of wisdom to our audience? Yeah,
2: I've been to 56 countries now. I just went to Sri Lanka last week for the first time with a leadership group I'm involved with and spoke there and i've been to you know almost 30 countries roughly in the last 2 years and so i really accelerated into the global stage and what i've learned is people are totally different than the headlines you see and if you really want to see the heart of the people go talk to them but if you if you hear a tweet or some headline about some country that becomes the narrative of the country which is not true when you meet a person You know, if I meet Zainab in Dubai or Moataz in Jordan and I have a meal with them and I see their country with them, you know, it's different. The country becomes that person, okay? And so I think it's how do you get out of the headlines and knowing what you think you know and really go out and just talk to people? And when you meet anyone from another culture, don't lead with your stereotypes. Just ask them about their culture, ask them about where they're from, ask them about, what their favorite thing to do at home is. Ask them about what they enjoy most and what their important holidays are. Ask them how to say hello. You know, in Arabic, ahlan wa sahlan, that's like, welcome. Like if you meet an Arab person and you invite them over and you say that, like it just totally changes the conversation, right? And, you know, so if you do some of those little things, it really bridges the gaps because all of us are diplomats in a way, right? We have the ability to either create barriers between people and cultures or we have an opportunity to build bridges.
1: That was wonderful. You're welcome. Yeah, I like <laughs> I mean, that, dude. <laughs> yeah, that was cool. I mean, I, I think a lot of times we get so stuck in our own heads and with our own pre, uh, you know, suppositions, ideas, preconceptions that that we truly aren't able to see the world the way that it actually is. We see it the way that we we think it is, and and by going in once again with that kind of open mind and open heart, really does make a big difference. Now we're gonna switch a hard gear here. All right. Sure. So we're going to leave the philosophical and we're going to go to the practical because there's a lot of people who listen to our podcast who truly want to have some YouTube success. Now you've created this chord savvy YouTube channel, right? Yeah. Uh, so you're passionate about music. We have a lot of advisors who are very passionate about something and sometimes yeah. it's financial services. Where did you even begin? I mean, how did you get to a thousand? What are you doing to get people's eyeballs on your channel?
2: Yeah, that's a great question. You know, I, first, I, I, there was a need I was solving. So, I mean, you got to have something that's useful. And then you have to really create content on a consistent basis. You got to play a long game. That's another thing. And you got to prototype. Don't worry about it being perfect. And once you prototype, you know, you'll get feedback. Some people are polite. Some people are downright angry at you on the free content that you're providing to solve their needs. And you just have to also deal with those emotions and just push that aside, right? Don't, don't let, don't let the negativity go to your heart and don't let the praise go to your head too much effectively. And so specifically the niche I was trying to solve was, you know, most guitar tutorials for cover songs are like 10, 15 minutes. And I'm, I'm an advanced guitarist. I've been playing 20 years. I know how to play chords. And so I wanted to do quick songs. So I, I, the first batch was, you know, 20 video tutorials, less than three minutes. And I put, you know, chord graphics, chord shapes, and other things on it. And so I wanted people that were in a rush, that knew how to play music, to, to learn. And then people started to acknowledge that. But then some people that were beginners were upset that I didn't do more. So then I started adding a little more to my lesson. So I kind of changed the content. Right. I learned how to use a ring light so that you know I lit up more. It looked more professional. I used a professional microphone, and I just learned how to make it look more professional. I also hired a 99 Designs, which is a fabulous crowdsource design platform. You can put up a prize, $300 to $1,200, and get designers from all around the planet to design your logo. And I love my Cord Savvy logo. Like, it's awesome. And I feel good about the brand. I got a stack of t shirts here with the logo on it. And whenever I go speak at events and people ask questions, I throw out t shirts. I don't care if it's investments or not. People love swag, right? Free stuff is important. And so I just learned to be the chief promotional officer for my brand, too, in person. And then after I would speak at events, I would see how many subscribers I got, and so I kind of was like playing around with what message worked, what countries did it work in or not, or what markets did it work in or not. And over two years, I made fifty videos, five zero videos, and you know I organically just slowly grew. And one of my videos took off, and you know sixty thousand views right now. And I've diversified the channel. I'm now interviewing singer songwriters, and I was like, well, why don't I teach people about the craft of songwriting? So they play an original song, and then I interview them like you're interviewing me, but specifically about the craft of songwriting and performing. And next step is beginner tutorials. So I'm building a full music ecosystem. Mm -hmm. So I started with one need I was trying to solve for, and then once the platform was built, it was easy to bolt on other deliverables. If you're a financial planner or an asset manager, I mean, a lot of the advice online right now, it's like a 20-year-old or 25-year-old kid who has no credentialing, (laughs) right? He's got a million followers, and he's given good advice, but you know, because so many people are so conservative and the chief operational officers, well, we can't put stuff out because we're going to get sued. You're not going to get sued if you're responsible, mm-hmm. right? You might become irrelevant and on your tombstone, it might say, well, at least we didn't get sued. But it's not an issue. I think people, they let their fears become too large. So I've learned how to create content. I've learned how to build a community and it's fun to engage. It's fun to promote it. It's a cool platform. And there's an opportunity for anyone in any service profession, to really own a conversation, and it lets other people market for you because now you've got this permanent artifact online that people are going to be saying, "Hey, go look at Matt. Like, check out his conversation with Bobby." I mean, that's what the podcast does for you guys. Yep, right. Do that's you- the story behind it, and and I would strongly encourage anyone in the asset management space to begin to experiment and play with that.
1: So, you. so you you cross promote Bobby when when you're speaking, but on your channel, is there any cross promotion?
2: Yeah, this has been an interesting uh, experiment. So I decided when I get hired as a keynote speaker on the blockchain stuff, but also on the reinventing yourself as an entrepreneur, and I do that at you know career day events or conferences. I do a sixty-second video or two-minute video of "Hi, I'm Bobby Hennebury and ahlan wasahalam kifak," you know, like I'd use kind of the language uh, for the markets that I go to just to make it personal. And I throw in graphics of you know I'm I'm an investment uh, professional. I got into mining and. You know, or I reinvented myself and I throw graphics in. And so I put those professional videos on Chord Savvy. And then I give them to the event organizer and they post it on LinkedIn. So I'm helping them promote the event. I'm helping people buy me effectively because I'm an unknown, right? And so you got to help yourself and help others. But I realized a good friend of mine who's a sales guru, Victor Antonio, he's the most fabulous speaker I've ever seen on the planet. He's like, Bobby, I love Chord Savvy. I love the brand. But he also said don't don't mix on the channel. So I'm now creating a separate speaker website, mm. and I'll have a speaker channel where I'll push that content that's the professional content on that platform, and I'll keep the music conversation on Chord Savvy.
1: But I, I learned that through experimenting. Sure. Well, it doesn't seem like you're afraid to misstep, right? And as an entrepreneur, that's one of the things that we're always very concerned about yeah. is, is tripping and, and falling, uh, you know, for lack of a better description, but you're falling forward repeatedly, right? Yes. Where did you and how did you give yourself permission to do that?
2: You know, that's a... I was lucky to have a fabulous mentor, and I saw how he built relationships. And he said, you know, virtue is its own reward. It's a very powerful phrase. And I learned to help feed people. I learned to respond. I just had a, a burning desire to do different things. I really wanted to do this YouTube channel. And I just... And through these leadership academy networks, the Society of International Business Fellows has been fabulous for me. We do these leadership experiences there and then our Middle East Leadership Academy and our Central Eurasian Leadership Academy. And, you know, there's this marshmallow tower prototyping exercise. Um, There's a TED Talk on it. You can watch it. But the gist of it is, you know, kids do it better because they play and they fail and they play and they fail. Whereas adults, we spend 30 minutes, you know, getting ourselves organized and our ego straight. And then we build it in the last second and it fails, Mm. right? And so I really started to take that to heart. And as I was in a network with other entrepreneurs and people that were creating, and I realized everybody's having the same struggle. And I also started to be honest more about my purpose and the fact that every second we're getting closer to our death, why would I not want to live more intentionally? And I just let perfection get in the way of good enough too much. And so I just became comfortable getting stuff out there that wasn't as perfect as I wanted because it wasn't being created, right? Mm -hmm. So you just, you have to create, you have to do, and you have to be willing to learn and you have to be willing to not let people's criticism that actually don't really know that much sure. about your journey don't let that crush you. Okay, and I just I owned that. Is yeah. that simple?
1: For time. Now, for some reason, I just had this like flash in in my mind that that you at the beginning had said that you're a CFA. That is not how a CFA thinks, dude. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. mean that's really I mean the CFA that charter is probably the most difficult that you can possibly get in financial services, right? Um well, the
2: CFA is certainly up there, and I, I haven't taken the others, so I can't, I'm not qualified to say, but the CFA charter is extremely difficult to earn, and I'm extremely proud to be affiliated with the whole CFA Institute and have that credential.
1: How are you balancing such a, you know, to use pop psychology, that left brain, right brain aspect of who you are? H- have you always been that left brain, right brain?
2: I think so. And I I probably, in my 20s, it was more about technical, you know, Georgia Tech engineering degree, Mm -hmm. Georgia Tech MBA focused on entrepreneurship, get the CFA charter, learn about how to invest. I mean, it was all technical, right? And then in the 30s, you know, I was engaged and that fell apart. And then I, that was a catalyst for me to really try and understand myself more. And I did the landmark forum and advanced course, counseling and other things. And I really just started to understand me and how I worked. And as as soon as I owned that more, and these academies were an extension of really understanding myself, I just was comfortable being me. Which was sometimes I love spreadsheets, like I like I love organizing spreadsheets. Okay, but I also like you know creating songs on the spot with people all around the world. I love traveling. I love socializing. I'm a, an extreme extrovert. And other times I just like to, I, and I love editing video. So I don't know. Those exist in me. Okay. And I'm comfortable in all of them. And then rather than narrowing myself down to one thing, I just said, let me be me. Okay. And that's what I did.
1: (laughs) That's awesome. You talked about organic marketing, or at least that's how we say. That's uh, what we talk about. At Top advisor marketing. How you're you're always being an advocate out there. Now now the Og Mandino book really is the kind of foundational sales book. How yep. do you do that and still um, maintain a level of not being a shill? If, if you know what I mean like how how do you do it so that it doesn't come across as like Bobby's always selling can- 'cause yeah. my my clients deal with that all the time, and I figured, yeah, you're a good person to ask
2: yeah, no, that's a good good question you know i um I just try and be real i mean like, yeah, I would love a million subscribers on my channel, I would love people to buy t shirts I would love people to invest in my firm, I would love people to hire me to be a keynote speaker like I'd, I'd love all that right, but I just I, I have chosen to lead with relationships, okay? And if I build relationships in a meaningful way with people, the rest of the stuff will follow. That, that's just a belief system I have. Now, it takes longer, <laughs> but I think it's a more meaningful way to live a life. And then once you're kind of comfortable with that, then it, it comes up organically and people are like, oh, well, tell me about your channel. And then I talk about it, right? Right. Or sometimes I just get up in front of an audience. I'm like, you know, I've got this YouTube channel, like, share, and subscribe, and wink, and I laugh. Like, I'm, I'm just owning it in a playful way, right? I'm not trying to be like, yes, I have this channel, and it's the best, you know I mean? Like, people know when you're being inauthentic, okay? And so I just be me, and that enroll. And, and the more you are you, whether, what I'm saying, I'm not, it doesn't matter my life. What matters is you who is listening to this, okay? What is the thing that you're holding yourself back on? right? And I know you're, you're doing cause you want to look good or you're afraid people will say no, just practice, just play with being you. And sometimes it'll feel uncomfortable and sometimes it'll be liberating. And sometimes a week or a month or a year down the road, somebody will come back and say, man, I, I really loved what you said and you should meet this person. Mm-hmm. Right? So the world doesn't know how to respond to you and help you if you don't tell it what it, what you need. And that's the law of attraction.
1: Effectively. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know about anybody else, but dude, I really needed to hear that today. That was like, you know, that, that lifting you up and realizing that, you know, being happy with who you are and really truly being authentic is what most people do business with our clients for anyway. You know, that's why people like to be on the podcast. That's why people like to hang out with people is because there's something about you that attracts you to them. And the more attractive that you are by being confident in who you are, really can change absolutely everything. Now, my final question for you, Bobby, is if you had one piece of advice for new business owners, entrepreneurs, financial advisors, what would it be? Quite simply, it is
2: don't let perfection get in the way good enough, like I said earlier, okay? Just play. Don't leave it up on the board. Like, Go out, put it in the world, get people to give you feedback, post videos online, share your message, and just Because the more you experiment, the more you prototype, the more you play, if you fail, that's a narrative in your mind, right? That's a learning opportunity, okay? So if you let perfection get in the way good enough, then you're never going to do some things, right? And other people are out there doing it way faster than you, and they are learning faster than you because they're just playing, okay? And if you can stay in that mindset, you're going to be less hard on yourself. You're not going to beat yourself up as much in those private moments, okay? So just be you own it, be awesome, life is short, and live a meaningful life doing what you want.
1: Well, thank you, Bobby. We're going to make sure that we have links to all of the things that you're doing. Now, I don't know if we can fit them all in the show notes, but we're sure it's going to try. <laughs> and please make Good sure man, man. Uh, everybody needs to connect with Bobby on LinkedIn. Uh, he's got a great LinkedIn profile. You know, Follow him on social media. Go ahead and check out that YouTube channel because there's lots lots, and lots and lots of fun stuff to be able to learn here, to experience, and to Uh, absorb from a person who's living a life that you truly might want to live. So Bobby, thanks for being on the show.
2: Matt, thank you very much. It's an honor and uh, it's a pleasure for everyone Thank you very much for your listening. I appreciate it.
1: If you have not subscribed to the podcast, make sure you click that subscribe now button below. That way, every time we come up with a new podcast, we'll show up directly on your listening device. And if you know somebody who needs to hear this, click that share button. Super, super easy. If you have any topics or guest ideas for us, just email me, Matt, at topadvisorm, that M is for marketing.com. would be more than happy to have a conversation with you or a conversation with a person who you think would be a good guest. So for Bobby and everybody here at Top Advisor Marketing, we'll see you on the other side of the mic very soon.
0: Are you ready to change the way you communicate with your clients? Are you tired of being the best kept secret in your area? Learn how to become a prolific online influencer, attract more ideal clients and grow your business. Contact us today and see what the power of podcasting can do for your business. Click on the contact us link on our website at topadvisormarketing.com and set up a call to learn more. Follow us on LinkedIn and Facebook for more updates and information. This was brought to you by iris.xyz, a platform helping financial professionals become better in business and life through new media and new voices. Visit them and learn more at iris.xyz.